Such sights to show you. Bring the motherfucking ruckus! Fuck you too! Now welcome back to your late night radio. You are with us on Spaghetti and Meatballs. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> I'm so ha- I love Spaghetti and Meatballs so much. This is my favorite podcast to listen to where we where we talk about pasta and meatballs. meat and meat byproducts and and you could put a lot of things in a meatball you know oh lot, yeah it can be, it can be anything I, oh oh i love i love spaghetti and meatballs the podcast <laughs> it's good to be back on spaghetti and meatballs oh spaghetti and <laughs> meatballs yes the podcast <laughs> yes. oh <laughs> and, and, There's no way to go from there. And, some, and sometimes, and sometimes, and sometimes, I like, I like spaghetti and meatballs. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were gonna hit me with the nachos out of there. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. and nachos, yes, and, 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 and frozen nachos, yes, nachos. <laughs> um, I obviously, obviously, it's been a little bit. It's been a while since, since we've since we've gotten together, mm-hmm. but uh, you know we're gonna we're gonna steamroll through so many episodes over this next year that we're gonna hit three hundred before anyone can fucking blink. This is just the the other side of that right now. This is episode two hundred and fifty three. Wow, I can't. Believe I know two fifty three. Wow, and. Uh, we just got done doing something, uh, something kind of interesting, kind of cool. Um, Two fifty one, another game that I came up with, that I I played with a couple people. So definitely listen to that. That's that's the kind of like, oh, we're back, baby, you know, type of episode. But I wanted you to be on because we have someone new with us today. Who's that? <laughs> Little Bambuna. (laughs) (laughs) Baby A little baby bear. Mm -hmm. And nacho puss. And this this person this person who's joining us today, whether it be commentary, whether it be judgmental, whether it be uh, appointed by a hierarchy of uh, cosmic entities far above my existential pay rate, uh we we have of course midnight brides dashing groom which is the afternoon groom this is where we insert the applause <laughs> <laughs> instead i'm going to put in a sad trombone oh. <laughs> um so afternoon groom was uh i i wanted it to be a joke on midnight bride because you know, I wanted you to be you, like you were like you were like oh I'm gonna come up with 
I'm gonna come up with an edgy fucking name, mm-hmm. you know? Because mm-hmm. if I'm gonna come on the show, I need a fucking, I need a fucking name. And I always remember you were always like Midnight Rose, like mm-hmm. that that type mm-hmm. of, you know, that's your your porn name and stuff. Oh yeah. So it's like, <laughs> was it Cherry Bomb? No, I like back when I was like in sixth grade, I used to call myself Cherry D, and I did that when I was at dance class <laughs> too. D. And like everybody would call me Gotta Cherry get a taste D. Of the cherry it's D. so cringy. Cherry, cherry. So cringy. <laughs> that's okay. We were all cringe when we were little. Yeah, that's, that's, cringe. It's a learning. It's a learning curve. The cringe curve, they call it. Um, so you you were like spooky and creepy, and I drew you that way because I felt I felt like Midnight Bride. It's just it's just cool. It's like some haunted mansion shit. I love it. So I wanted it to I wanted it to be reminiscent of that, but also like the person you married might also be like totally opposite of you in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And one of the one of the things I wanted to exemplify with his boisterous nature <laughs> is, is his uh, like happy-go-lucky attitude that is like opposite of the Midnight Bride aesthetic. Mm-hmm. So I felt like if you just take a look at this day man looking motherfucker if you see the if you see the letter the letter card or the cartoon that I that I drew for him um I I did I was inspired to draw tuxedo mask had a baby with that meme of the guy going is this a pigeon and he's hol- and he's holding out a hand to a butterfly mm-hmm. and um Classic. that's that's how mm-hmm. I came up with his cartoon and if you look at them side by side, they probably uh, couldn't be further from the same. But here they are, mm-hmm. married in matrimony. Matt and macaroni. On on the spaghetti and meatballs mm-hmm. couch spaghetti for the meatballs. Lots of Pasta podcast. Welcome. Mm-hmm. Welcome, you. afternoon, groom. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much for having me. What, what would you say, because I, I have to do this with every newbie. I have to. What would you say... When it comes to horror, what do you gravitate towards? What type of what type of shit do you think of when you think of horror? There's like so many subgenres. Yeah. And it's just like do you do you, do you think of video games, books, movies? So I'd say probably from an earlier age is probably like the slasher films from the eighties. Oh hell yeah! And it's like you know like we were talking about earlier like the thing. Oh yeah. Then growing up, obviously, through the early 2000s, like, a lot of the psychological stuff, like, you have... Like, to me, like, I love, like, all the Saw movies. Like, I think that has one of the greatest plot lines I, I for think, several spans. I think Saw is, like, really misunderstood as a franchise. Mm-hmm. And people like to just call it torture porn so that they could, like, you know, put a, put a, put a, a, a sticker, a label to the entire series mm-hmm. and just write it off that way but really but really you know uh it was uh goes so much deeper it was Juan and uh Lee Winnell who James Wan and Lee Winnell and Lee literally plays the cameraman in the first movie and it's like they knew what they were doing like Lee went on to make that fantastic invisible man movie that Mm -hmm. came out in like 2017 where he looks like a golf ball (laughs) where he looks like a (laughs) golf ball yeah um but you know, like, Lee Winnell's always fucking had it, as far as I'm concerned. And, yes, the movies do go into a couple funny and weird places, and, and the story can kind of uh, take on the same twist every once in a while, but, like, 
nothing nothing can like stop at least those first two movies from being just phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. Even all the way up until like the end, where it's like you realize it's it's no longer his game. Well, he's obviously yeah. dead. Other people have taken it. Yeah, from him. And, and like the policeman's just. You know, I will, however, sucking. say. Uh, Spiral, the book of Saul, was absolute garbage. I did not see it yet. And Don't. I, and I, I, I want, I have to. Do I, not. <laughs> I saw Jigsaw. That was good. Jigsaw was okay. And I feel like they're yeah. setting up that. But I, I liked, I, from the from the uh, original seven spans, it's just like all the way up to the end. Because even you had, you had the late like Chester Bennington. Yeah. In the series. Yep. I remember. And it's just like. The late, the great. The late. In the end. So, uh. So you think of like Saul, you think of the slashers, you think you think of the the proto stereotypical, you know, horror shit that we grew up with. Mm, you know, every, takes everyone takes it into a different direction yeah. when they when they think of you know horror and the things that go bump in the night. That's totally cool. Um, what would you say uh, if I were to ask you of like to to tell me like what you are afraid of? What's like a what's like a fear that you have no problem sharing? Uh, wa- uh, on this podcast to anyone who's listening. The irreversible arrow of time. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Wow. <laughs> if we're going to get existential with yeah, it, that's wow. certainly an answer. That's certainly an answer. You know, some people just say fucking spiders or something, and, and you know. Yeah. Totally. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Nothing, nothing really scares you? He's afraid of fuzzies. No, it's a, fuzzies. That, was, that was like a thing as a kid. My sister used to tell me, and fuzzies... They were like spiders. Like mm-hmm. little spiders. So whenever they'd be floating in like, you know, the fucking bathtub or something, mm-hmm. be like freaking the fuck out. Because you thought it was alive. So yeah, stuff like that. And it's just like, obviously not now, but it's just like, you get older <laughs> and it, it like, I, I feel like the nine to five just grinds you to a nub. Let's say you, you're afraid of the dark. I don't, I don't claustrophobic. You're afraid I don't of know. heights. I don't know if it's so much like, like I'm, I'm weary of it. I mean, like, I don't think that's necessarily the dark. I think it's the thing that lurks in the dark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. usually where mm-hmm. the mind goes when you think of... It's like, it's a, it's a fight or flight kind of the, thing. The, the, the childlike version of that answer is like, oh, you're afraid of the dark because your imagination plays tricks on you. Mm-hmm. Makes you think that something's there. As an adult, you're just like, nah, nothing's there. But, but what if there was? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like think something could slip in. It's more along the lines you're not afraid of monsters. It's people, people who. When are I was monsters. a kid, fair enough. The dark was like that was. Too you much had a little nightlight. Yeah, when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my, my door blood. needed to be closed. All of it. Yeah. yeah. I go yeah. with you. I go. With you. I would like read books by flashlight as a kid. I was mm-hmm. one of those little nerds. Mm-hmm. So like. Yeah, like never really put on the book. Never really, no, like literally just holding a flashlight and holding the book. Like, are you going, I, you're going really old school? Right? Well, I'm older than you, <laughs> but you know, like the, it's, it's still just like, uh, as a kid, like that was the that was the thing for me. So I was never really afraid of the dark because I just always had like a flashlight on me, you know, mm-hmm. and like, I don't know. I don't like I don't like bugs. I don't like creepy crawlies. I've always mm-hmm. kind of, I've always kind of wigged out whenever they're on or around me. Even as an adult, I'm totally cool saying that. But like, yeah. you know, if I saw a spider, I'd just be like, oh, and I'd step on it. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm not gonna like sit here and piss my pants. But you know, yeah. I'll be like, fuck you. <laughs> you know, like I've been in the same water as sharks. I really don't care. They're, oh. they're fine. Mm-hmm. Just gotta push them away. You the know, giant, <laughs> no, giant you just ignore them pumps. and they ignore you. The the fact of the matter is they're they're not they don't even really give a shit. So you just ignore them. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Oh, bears. I'm afraid oh, yeah. of bears. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, I've I'm been, afraid of bears. I've been near one where it was like, like four feet away from me and I didn't realize. And then I noticed. I was like, oh, my God. And like ran back in the I house. Would shit. Oh, yeah. I almost I would shit, shit myself. I my pants if that happened I, to me. It ignored what me. Kind of it would come after me bear. because it would smell the shit. Black bear. Yeah, it, it didn't care that I was there. It literally Grizzly could give two bear. shits. Yeah, I was going to say, what are, the, what are the rules? Back away slowly. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, for every bear. But wasn't there, like, if it's brown, lay down, black attack? Like, isn't that the the idea of, like, making enough noise yeah. so that the black bear will run away versus a brown bear? Brown like, bears are more um, aggressive than... So you're supposed, yeah. to, like, you're supposed to... Well, and I think yeah. polar bears are the worst. Yes, polar well, bears. Well, yeah, no, yeah, fucking yeah. murder. I don't yeah. think polar bears are in PA. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, or really anywhere... You know, with tons of population. Yeah. So, Side yeah. note, like, because, like, it's always a question I wanted to ask somebody, but do you think that the earth, like, the bottom of the earth oh is so god. heavy because of all the penguins at the bottom of it? Oh my god. Just like this has been something he's talked about, like, for a while. Now, and I'm like, stop. Because <laughs> that is certainly a question. Because the bottom the of the penguins. earth is so heavy, all the penguins are there, the polar bears. Yeah, I have to deal with these questions a lot. <laughs> a lot. I'm glad that we were able to capture one, at yeah. least one of these questions he asked me, for the podcast. He asked me questions, and I he like expects that I have the answer. I'm like, I have no clue, nor do I think about these things. So, yeah. yeah. This is, Very specific questions. So, this, so mm-hmm. like, when you say fears, this is what keeps a man awake at night. That's that's what keeps I him mean, awake. <laughs> I mean, we don't have to get that fucking deep about it. I'm just saying, like, I'm just saying, like, as a kid, I would walk down the street, and I used to live in farm country, so I always imagine someone would hop out of a cornfield and steal me. You know, that's, like, that's, that's the type of answer that's I'm looking well, that, for. That, that's, like, that's definitely, that could be a fear now. That's, like, a that's genuine a, yeah. fear. Well, yeah. People are crazy. That's what I'm saying. You ever see signs as a kid? You ever yeah. See that, you ever yeah. see that alien walking like, out of that fucking, that little forest segment in the, in the little Vamanos, Vamanos, Mexico sequence? You know? Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. A little fucking alien come walking out of your cornfield, come to touch your butt. You did say about, mm-hmm. sci- like, uh, different, like, films to it. Like, I think, like, like psychological, like, yeah. thrillers, like, a lot. Because I don't know if you'd count that or not. Absolutely. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, like the platform? Mm-hmm. Yes. Because that, that's, that's a... That's different. a uh, sociopolitical uh, satire. Yeah, it's a very... With a, with a horror backdrop. Yeah. Very well thought through plot. In- very interesting. Very interesting uh, critique of how we view the prison system and how we view society. Definitely. I've, I've talked about it on the show. Um, one of the cool things I'm getting into recently, which is no surprise for the people who listened to the last two episodes, is liminal horror and analog horror. Um, things coming back from the 90s, early 2000s, like, uh, static TVs and warped, warped pictures and, uh, people that look like you, but, like, something is, like, off you know, mm-hmm. like any mm-hmm. any of those. Uh, let me fuck my phone's in the other room. What's Never mind. that? Um, Kate Jordan Peele movie to us. 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 Mm-hmm. Very similar. That's mm-hmm. kind. That's kind. It's it's more of a style thing. It's not mm-hmm. a literal thing. Mm-hmm. Like um, there's a there's a movie that came out recently. Yes, I'm going to talk about it for a little bit. Uh, Skin of Marink, and uh, it's about. Uh, there's basically no real true plot. It's just about a little kid 
stuck in his house, kind of walking around trying to find his family members because they've, like, quote-unquote disappeared. Mm -hmm. And it's all filmed, like, whisper-core dialogue where you need, like, subtitles to, to tell you, you know, what's being asked and what's being said. And it provides them, naturally. And everything feels like it's being shot from, like, behind the kid or, like, below below the waist, so all that you're seeing is, like, his feet walking around. And the plot of the movie is uh, a kid wakes up one night to realize all the doors and windows in his house are just gone. Oh. And, and everything is just walls, and he can't get out. And he's that would give me anxiety. He's looking for his... And he's only, like, four or five years old. Well, that would give me anxiety. And <laughs> people watch this movie, and they go, oh, my God, this reminds me of, like, a nightmare I used to mm-hmm. have as a kid. You know, this mm-hmm. this reminds me of what it used to be to, to be a kid, to be afraid of the dark, to be afraid of, you know, uh, going downstairs or going upstairs in the middle of the night. You it's know, like, like that one theory, that backroom theory. Backrooms is is liminal horror. Thank you so much. Yes, backrooms is liminal horror. That is a that is the appropriate comparison. Um, Skinnamarink does this thing where, you know, he turns the corner and goes down a hallway, and the hallway just stretches. Yeah. And you know, it does this thing where you know, in the middle of the night when he's at his like saddest, <laughs> you know, there's this there's this voice that comes from upstairs, and it's just, and it just comes in out of nowhere. It's just like, come upstairs. You yeah, know? no, that's that's it's, no. it's fu- it is literally fucking terrifying, and I can't. The movie's not for everyone because it kind of is like watching paint dry. You're you're just staring, mm-hmm. you're staring at like the corner of a room, for like two minutes as you're listening to like a little kid try to talk to his sister, but there are these sequences where it's like, the kid goes upstairs and he sees his dad sitting in his sitting on the edge of the bed looking away from him and you're just like oh shit you get that Blair Witch vibe mm-hmm. and he walks up to his dad and his dad just whispers like look under the bed and you're just like no 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 mm-hmm. no, no and the kid like slowly like the camera follows and you slowly go down and you just feel like this tenseness oh, yeah, growing I inside you and then like, it gets to the oh. bottom and you see just darkness and there's and you're waiting for something to jump and then nothing happens uh-huh. so the kid comes back up and you see you know not jump scare no loud noise now the mom is sitting on the other end of the bed oh my gosh not facing you and you're just like what the fuck is going on. Mm-hmm. Like She's this, mo- this movie is just it's it's so well crafted and it was made for like five thousand dollars and I'm sure it's made a ton of money. Mm-hmm. But it's it's the start of a new vein, a new theme of horror. And I'm I'm really excited for it because it's the type of shit that actually creeps me out a little yeah. bit. Like mm-hmm. I'm used to the slashers. Yeah. You know, I'm used to, I'm used to Texas Chainsaw. I'm yeah, not, I'm not afraid of that yeah. shit anymore. Yeah. I want something new to scare me. And analog horror and liminal horror are two things I highly recommend people going into a deep dive on YouTube about and literally getting into that shit because it will it will get to you. You will be sitting up at night, you know, looking at the corner of your room going like did that shadow just move Mm -hmm. you know what is that thing in the darkness like is my mind playing a trick on me and um yeah there's um there are a lot of uh 
video games, a lot of computer games and stuff that kind of touch into it, like Mandela Catalog is probably the most popular analog horror game out right now. It just, it's, it, it, it fakes itself as a tutorial video, as like a, you're like a, a night watchman type of thing, and it's like, people to look out for, and it starts to show you pictures of people that don't quite look like people. And it's like, if you see these people at night, run. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's it's like this instructional video. And you're just told to, like, click through the video and, like, acquaint yourself with, like, the warnings that the, that the story has to tell. And you're just, like, after a certain point, you're just staring at, like, a shadow with a single eyeball. And you're just like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and then it's like, the video starts to deteriorate, like, as you're watching it. Yeah. And yeah. then it starts, it starts to just go, like... If you see, if you see, if you see, run, 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 run. And then, like, the video starts to, like, go Glitch wrong and stuff. stuff. Yeah. It's that type of shit that I'm just like, yeah, you know, this is giving me anxiety just sitting here watching this. So I really like American Horror Story style. Fair enough. Um, and you know what movie I saw that kind of, like, at certain points reminded me of American Horror Story? It was like, don't worry, darling. Yeah. yeah. And I sat there, I was watching it with my sister, because we mm -hmm. went to go see it in theaters, and I was like, this reminds me of, like, American Horror Story a little bit. And I wasn't really expecting that, which, for, but I love it, For though. me, the twist definitely felt like it, but yes. near the beginning, I was actually like, this is like a Twilight Zone episode. Yeah, but then, like, you know? later, you're like, oh, yeah, oh, late, later, yeah. you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. I think that's the thing with horror movies now. It's like, they're, because obviously, growing up, like, we all, we all are familiar with, like, the slashers and this and that. But there's always a sense of it not based in reality. Right. But I think You're that's... You're able to distance yourself from it. Yeah, because it's like, yeah, there's a curse, there's this, it's like, it's like, okay, yeah, you're a mummy, pretty much. It's just like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I love that movie. Brendan Fraser. Brendan Fraser. <laughs> fucking whale. Emotep. Fucking whale. <laughs> oh, yeah, I see. Oh, I guess. Um, but yeah, it's just like... We we watch these things as a kid and we distance ourselves from them and you know this is a conversation I have with a lot of people on the show and it's like even even my buddy Scutch who like has kids he's just like as a kid you're like afraid for yourself when you mm -hmm. grow up you start to be afraid for like others. for others mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you know it's this type of thing where you realize like you also become afraid of others more as you grow up too like you, yeah it becomes this interpersonal thing between your relationship with the people around you mm -hmm. are you afraid for them or are you afraid of them yeah. you know like it it starts to change it's not just perception based anymore mm -hmm. um yeah that's just a fun conversation i like to have with people when we uh get into the show and since it's been such a, a long time i feel mm -hmm. like it's necessary uh to ask our newbies some uh some you know, some fun uh, spaghetti and meatball related questions uh, before, before we hop into the the meat of the show. The That's the spaghetti meat. of the show right there. The processed there. meat. We're going to get into the processed meat of the show. Mm -hmm. I forget the name of the movie. Mm -hmm. I can it's, help. It's, it's like, you've probably definitely seen it. It's, it's a, uh, it's like a foreign film though. I think it's Japanese and the guy goes into the apartment mm -hmm. and he's, and he's like, it's abandoned Mm -hmm. He's like he's looking around. There's there's a small small space, and it's in this is it's not it's not the jump scare. It's the suspense of how they do it and the way they capture it is how she moves. And the, the, again with the uh, thing where it's 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 human, it's familiar, but then it becomes morphed. 
where she moves towards him and she's like starts to to like walk weird and yeah. it's like you know she's not real like a, like she, you know she's she's not, not human. human yeah it's yeah. like she's she's like a apparition mm-hmm. i can't name the movie the only thing that comes to mind is wreck which is spanish not japanese mm-hmm. um he ends up hiding behind a couch looks underneath doesn't see her and they think she starts to appear over. I forget. I forget the name of the film. Though. I am not familiar with that, so I cannot help you there. I just wanted everyone to know that the movie he is talking about is the film Pulse, which I ended up watching later after recording this episode. There is a Japanese version of the film, and there is an American version of the film. The American version is far worse than the Japanese version, and the Japanese version is just okay. There's there's a couple like out there that like where it gets like really deep like what's it called too like Cannibal Holocaust or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like, like, yeah. kind of like a green inferno, but like less poop, less poopoo pants. Afternoon groom. Yes. You you had previously said that you don't like reading as much. Um. You'll give it a go, but like we'll we'll trade off a little bit. Yeah. Or what if I gave you dialogue? Could you read for a character? Sure. It's if just I asked. That, yeah, I mean, like it's not like I can't read. <laughs> it's not. It's, it's more along the lines of like I feel like I'm gonna do a bad I mean, job if, at it. If anyone's listened to this show before, they've definitely heard some people who can't fucking read. So that's okay. <laughs> I can't. I'm just okay. saying. Yeah, I'll get. I'll get into it. I'm just saying. You know, mm-hmm. if if we want to, if we want to, like, you know, start things off. We'll get, uh, what? I thought I heard something out there. It's like, oh, no. <laughs> the bump in the Oh, thing. no. Uh, it don't matter to me. I'll fuck it up. <laughs> we're going to let Midnight <laughs> Bride go first because she said she related to the story that I first showed, which was called, um, was it Stay in Bed? Stay in Bed. <laughs> I feel that. So let's introduce this topic real quick. This source is called Too Spooky. Um, we've only read stories from this website a couple times, and it's because I don't think it exists anymore. It's Mm -hmm. one of those ones that came and went. It was like a blog run by someone. They wrote their stories there, and then it just, like, ended, like they gave up or or just stopped doing it. Mm -hmm. Um, and... I had read I had read their stuff on a couple other episodes with a couple other people. I think, uh, Cannibal Siren, JJ the Jet Plane, maybe, um... Sir Booberry. I'm, I'm sure we read Too Spooky even back since, you know, original episodes, like uh, pre-100. Oh, but um, this one, this one you liked because the title is I don't even Stay know in is. Bed. I don't even know what the story is about. I just like the title. Well, when Stay you think bed. about it, yeah. in a horror context, Stay in Bed is almost just like... Ignore it. And ignore like, it, and right? Like kind of like what Cannibal Siren says on yeah. her ghost episodes. Yeah. She's like, yo, if there's a ghost in my house, I just tell it to fuck off and I go back to mm-hmm. sleep. No, I don't deal with ghosts, it's you know? I just tell them, I say, no, thank you, and I turn around and I just keep doing my thing. I could see her saying <laughs> Not today, <laughs> Not today Satan. Not today, <laughs> Satan. Yeah, that's pretty much the attitude. Um, what do you pancakes. think, stay in bed? So, when I first, honestly, when I you first... You said it like, I, I just want to go to sleep. Yeah, yeah, but like, <laughs> I, I mean... take a nap. I know that's not what this is really going to be about, <laughs> but for me, it's like, I want to oh, go back to bed. It's fun that you said it that way, though. Yeah. I think I'd get pissed. Why? Because something if, woke you up? If, yeah. If, if you had to stay in bed? 
No, if a ghost like what like wouldn't like shut the fuck up, <laughs> I, think I'd, I think I'd scream, "Shut the fuck up!" <laughs> if, if if a little whisper came to you at night. Oh no, I'd shit myself. <laughs> <laughs> shut up! <laughs> Trying to fucking sleep. I feel like I'd be sarcastic back. It's like, shut the fuck up. It's <laughs> four in the morning. <laughs> I got work I don't in care the morning. It's three thirty-three a.m. I got learn how to do your math. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta make an income. I gotta deal with these fucking people. <laughs> <laughs> fucking six in the morning. Mm. Don't fuck with my two hours of sleep. Uh. I don't remember you paying rent. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of my house. <laughs> until until you pay the other half of the fucking electric bill. <laughs> That's fair enough. Don't fucking come back. Aww. That is fair enough. Oh, Miss Bambuna. But Bambuna lives right free. Bambuna Bambuna here. Yeah. Oh. Oh, she lives in free, wrinkle, sprinkle face. <laughs> we have a small dog here with us. It is the child of Afternoon Groom and Midnight Bread. <laughs> yes, our baby. She, she, she's she's seen a really good little baby. She's tired now. She's a little she, yeah, she, she got her zoomies out. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you take this one. If you want to trade it off, you just go ahead and ask. If um if they introduce a voice at all. Mm-hmm. I think we should let um, Afternoon Groom take a male voice somewhere. Yeah. I'm yeah. seeing female I see in female here, so too. we're going to have to context clue it a little bit, but mm-hmm. we'll, we'll figure it out. Do, so, do a female voice? <clears throat> you going to do female voice? What's your female voice? I mean, voice? I was going to let her just go ahead and take <laughs> the female voices, you know, but... <laughs> that is that is not <laughs> Usually when people read for female on the show I just let them read as their regular voice and you know I am Midnight Bride. <laughs> such a bad Wow, wow thanks for the impersonation. Alright. Uh so like I said, we are reading from a source called Too Spooky and the first story we are reading is called Stay in Bed. I was in a rush when I'd booked the reservation. The hotel I'd wanted to stay at, the one I used to, had been overbooked for a custom car show, and that left me out of luck. Fucking car nuts. Oh yeah, they get crazy. They're the worst. (laughs) They are. (laughs) (laughs) No amount of grumbling and growling into the phone would convince them my years of patronage were worth the effort of pulling a few harmless strings. So after a brief exact... Aggravated. Oh my god, I can't read. <laughs> Brief and aggravated visit to the website. I didn't fully get the hang of. I was left with a room at the Stay In. Stay In. <laughs> well, this is the name of the episode. I'm kidding. <laughs> well, one more time, all together in unison. One, two, three. Stay, Stay In. in. <laughs> the listing had given no real information on the place other than to say it was a rustic spot on the outskirts of the city. With VHS players in every room. Analog horror! Analog horror! VHS. Oh, is that what this is going to end up being? Analog horror is like when things from the 90s are -hmm. like used against the thematic element of of whatever you're reading. So it's like Mm -hmm. an old CV TV will turn on and in the static you'll see like a person's face. You know, like that's analog horror. Perfect. That's talent. (laughs) (laughs) Looking at the place gave no more sense of what I was in for. The wooden facade was made to resemble a log cabin, though I presumed the structure beneath was nothing more than the standard fare. The rooms were lined up in one long regiment row that seemed to trail off into the pitch black forest that surrounded the place. 
Behind the trees, I could hear the forlorn call of owls and the incessant insect-like humming of what seemed to be a biblical horde. Good evening, sir, the cheery female clerk behind the desk greeted me as a bell above the door signaled my arrival. Do you have a reservation? The lobby or whatever you would call that closet-like space was adorned with the mounted heads of several deer. What a lovely room of death. <laughs> well, yes, death, death surround me. Reminds me of, uh, what do you call it? The, the one episode of Gravity Falls. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, I guess we can envision that then. The I owner fucking love Gravity Falls. I fucking love, love Gravity that Falls, one. too. The owner of this place had indeed been quite keen on the rustic decor. Shelves displayed black and white photographs of lumberjacks, fishermen, and hunters posing with each living thing they had felled. Yes. Hmm. Reservations for Cal White? The statement had come out as a question as soon as it left my lips. I knew the backwater heap of an inn was already causing me discomfort. <laughs> Let's see. The clerk dug through a thick book of mismatched papers until she found something of note, pointing to it with one sharp finger. Here you are, room nine. I should note that the check-in girl was not hard to look at. She was <laughs> on the short side wearing a cute red bob that accented the heart shape of her face. Her smile could have used a bit of work in terms of aligning some stray teeth. Then again, perhaps that off-center grid did something for her. <laughs> she wore a cherry red tie over a pink dress shirt with sleeves rolled up at the wrists. Under the desk, I could see just up to her bare calves. Ooh, calves, you say? Hold them calves. <laughs> the heels she wore were also bright red, though I couldn't fathom how tiny she must have been without them. After exchanging information and pleasantries, I took the key from her. It was attached to a comically large wooden nine. It appeared as if a Cub Scout had adorned its surface with whirling patterns using his wood-burning kit. What if they accidentally got it messed up and it was a six? Ooh. Six, six. Nine. Oh, one more thing she called after me as I was halfway out the door. We have a curfew after midnight. You need to stay in bed. I laughed, nodded, and waved a goodbye. I couldn't have cared less about some ridiculous and arbitrary rule, but figured I'd have no reason to be up that late anyway. I'd be in the city early tomorrow morning. The room was everything I had expected, cramped, windowless, musty, and slightly damp. Awesome. <laughs> of course. Nothing was specifically wet, and <laughs> yet when I touched the walls, I felt as if there was the slightest sensation of moisture on my fingertips. Perfect. My bathroom at my dorm. Um, <laughs> my shared bathroom. A perfect hotel. Moist. <laughs> Similarly, the blanket and sheets fell as if I could wring the slightest drops of water out of them if I tried hard enough. I had wondered if the promise of a VHS player in every room would be fulfilled. To my surprise, one resided on top of the dresser next to the outdated cinder block of a television. Very good. The bent antenna and no visible cable connection didn't bode well, and I turned the damn thing on only to receive static and white noise. Turn it off immediately. Yes, that's a bad sign. <laughs> Omens. <laughs> the din of the static was deafening at first, 
the last resident or at least the last person on the last person to try the TV had to had left the volume at its maximum setting. Perfect. Always scares wow, you. Wow, what a dick. <laughs> All at once I was assaulted by the ear-splitting hiss. As I spun the volume knob downward, my face mere inches from the screen, I caught sight of movement within the snow. Oh why, my god. Why did I pre- Yeah, you why literally call called this? it. Oh my god. Analog horror is coming, coming, coming to the forefront. Oh my god. It wasn't the it wasn't like the random frantic motion of the static. The small strange blob of discoloration within the mess was moving in a fluid constant manner. The amorous color spotted spot grew slowly in size and soon it appeared to be the outline of a man of a person at least walking slowly toward me. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I don't like that. A lot that. of wet things in this room. Yeah, it's like wet and sloppy and just like... <laughs> 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 Convinced this was nothing more than my mind trying to make sense of the senseless imagery, I backed away from the set and focused, focused hard. The static man kept walking toward me, nothing more than a dark discoloration of the endless steering visual catastrophe. So I don't want to say that I called it, but I fucking called it. You did call some it. Du some dude is literally haunting us through the TV, and nothing could be more perfect right now. I like how I he's think just, something wet's coming. I like how he just keeps <laughs> watching it, and he's just like. Oh, like, I'm, like, After mesmerized. Wouldn't you, too, just to see if, like, you actually can know. see what you're seeing? I don't know. It's not necessarily malevolent yet. I guess that's true. You're just seeing something. You wonder if somebody left be. something in the VHS. That would actually freak me out. Never mind, I turn it off immediately. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, mm, mm, I get bad vibes. I don't know. I, I feel like I just shut it off. <laughs> it drew. It drew closer, closer, until a face nearly filled the screen. I call this a face, but really all I could make out was a slight shine in what would be the eyes and the slightest hint of a mouth. The face drew back as if looking at me down its non-existent nose, then the head tilted to one side. As I, quite, as I quickly and silently moved to turn <laughs> off the set, finally, the static man dodged downward and to one side. All at once he was gone. Well that's yeah that's it's like definitely like aware yeah and i'd be like we're done abrupt enough to to cause concern i'd be like we're done now <laughs> after turning off the set i unplugged it from the wall smart smart N knowing logically that this was nothing more than a mental misreading of the non-picture i still felt the need to turn the set facing the wall yeah don't even fucking look at me i would have i would have unplugged it, it and like put it outside <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. outside <laughs> goodbye feeling now as if the entire room were to be somehow feared correct yes yes i dressed for sleep and buried myself in the bed and he stayed um <laughs> i think he stayed, and he stayed yeah. anyway towards the wall <laughs> i figured my imagination was not done playing tricks on me as i could have sworn i felt the fleeting touch and tickle of cock ew cockroaches you know, just cock, cock <laughs> so it's like the tickle of cock cockroaches moving against my bare skin beneath the blanket okay. oh Sponging. god that's, that now that's that's some torture point right there. <laughs> as I <laughs> as I twitched, turned, and repeatedly studied my bet bedding, I could consider it nothing more than the phantom itches one experiences when made to feel uncomfortable. Yeah, I've had that happen too. Same. 
I fell asleep quickly, or at least I suppose I did. It wasn't until exactly midnight that I was crawling charred out of my slumber. Uh-oh, midnight. <laughs> a slight sound, barely a sound at all, caused my eyes to flash open as if I'd been awake all along. I couldn't place the sound, though it struck me as sort of a wet, sick groan. In the seconds that followed, I decided that it must have been some quirk in the pipes. If they still had VCRs, then what I couldn't see must have been positively ancient. <laughs> so, uh, I want Afternoon Groom to hit me with a wet, sick groan. Do it. <sighs> yeah, it's pretty good. Okay. Sounds like the radiators at our place. Yeah, to be totally honest, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the sound came again, stifled by the walls of the disheveled tomb. Disheveled. Dish oh, disheveled. I, I like disheveled better. Disheveled. <laughs> yeah, disheveled tomb. That disheveled tomb. Disheveled tomb. tomb. Cursing the noise and cursing the hour, I turned and exited the warm bed. The chill in the air hadn't struck me until I left the relative comfort of my resting place. I'm over here losing my shit. Tell said the story stay, to stay in, in bed. bed. Yeah. Chick, chick didn't say stay in your room. She said stay in your she bed. She literally said stay in bed. I mean, but see... Like, are we reading between the lines here, or are we just dumb? See, I would have, personally, I would have been like, when they said stay in bed, I would have just been like, stay in your, your room and yeah. don't go Well, you're fucking dead, stuff. then. I know, I am dead. Why, I I, dead. Like, why would you even give people the fucking rooms in the first place? Burn the whole fucking place down. they need money. Down. Burn they it need down. money in this economy. Insurance. <laughs> Insurance money. Burn it to the fucking ground. <clears throat> How do I read this? How you read Sorry. the opening. Do it. Is there someone there? I called to the front door, careful to keep my voice low enough to avoid waking others. My bare feet seemed to squish against the slick carpet as I moved to the door, arms wrapped around myself for heat. Hello. I leaned in and brought my eye level with the peephole. People. Something's, mm. something's wet, I'm telling you. Beyond the door, an old floodlight suspended from a wooden beam illuminated the parking lot. Weeds that had seemed merely unslightly in the early hours of the night now cast long, tendril-like shadows that swept the pavement as a frigid breeze blew. Ben beneath the wooden beam, swaying slightly as if going along with the overgrown, was a young woman. Oh, is it like from Cannibal Sirens? <laughs> I don't know. Wait, I thought she you just said... You think we're dealing with a fuck ghost? Is it's that a fuck ghost. It might what? be a fuck ghost. This might be a fuck ghost. It might be a fuck ghost. Let's see. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Her hair was jet black, and she wore a sheer nightgown through which the light exposed all that was meant to be hidden. Mm. It's a fuck ghost. Oh. <laughs> the young woman clasped herself in much the same manner I was, and I figured she must have been utterly frozen out there. Though her back was turned to the door, nope. oh yeah, no, no, okay, no. I could see by her pale skin that she was in trouble. Thinking quickly, I threw on my shoes and removed my robe, which would soon be wrapped around the girl I was about to save from exposure. I thought she just said there's no windows in her room. Oh yeah, people. Uh, people. Oh yeah, that's right, the people. So she's looking out. No, it's he. a him. It's a him. He. I moved to the door again, gripping the knob. I had given it a half turn when I once again peered through the peephole. No longer did I see the young woman. 
I didn't even see the parking lot. All I could see was a span of bright red. Well, that's terrifying. That's not good. Mm -hmm. I thought this was a woman no. in the room. It's just because she's reading. Babe. Stop it. <laughs> Babe. Oh my God. <laughs> Finding this a bit odd, I released the knob and searched the image for any sign of an explanation. Had someone heard me calling? Had they hung something on the door to block my view? <laughs> Perfect. The door shook as something struck it. Immediately, I had the notion that two fists had been rammed against its surface. The sudden and unexpected violence caused me to stumble back. I landed on the bed before I'd even realized I was crossing the room. All was silent once again as I watched the peephole from afar. A small dim beam of light emerged from that opening, telling me that whatever had been blocking the view had now been removed. Throwing the robe back around my shoulders, I moved to the door again. Seeing nothing out of the ordinary now beyond that pinpoint opening, I threw the door open and searched the surrounding area for any sign of the young woman. Just just to get a clarity, this guy's in a room, right? Yeah. Yes. The outside of the room, is he in a motel? Yeah, so he can see it's the It's not a hotel. No, no, it's a motel. Okay, that's what I envisioned was a hotel. No, like, so no, it's a motel. So you can outside. see no outside. hallways. This yeah, is outside. They're outside. That's why I wanted to throw the outside TV room. outside. Right. Smart. That would have been smart, but yeah. Mr. White. <laughs> Mr. White, the girl behind the counter, seemed aghast as I barged into the lobby, still garbled in the nighttime attire. I told you about the curfew. What? I cautiously searched the room for any sign that someone else had passed through recently. I don't care about that. Listen, someone was outside my room just now. It was a girl. She looked like she was about to die. And when I looked again, someone was blocking my view. Mr. White, please, the clerk begged. You have to go back to your room and please, please stay in bed. No. <laughs> I rushed to the desk and planted my palms down on it. Come on, we have to see what... Sorry, <laughs> come on, we have to see if she's okay. This is possible. This is your best responsibility. This is your responsibility. I can't leave my station, Mr. White. She shook her head, brow furrowed. It was if I just made some piggish advance on her. I grasped the woman's wrist, intent on forcing her to follow. Mr. White, she managed to wrest herself away from me as I could see her outrage building. I cannot and will not leave this desk. Fine. I threw my hands in the air. <laughs> oh, sorry. Hey, what are you? Fine. I threw my hands in the air, exacerbated. Do nothing. I'm going to find out what the hell is going on. I made my way to the door again, and once more, the she called after me. She called after me. Yeah, it's, I don't know okay. why they had that there. It's okay. And once more, she called after me. Or, sorry, that's you. You can't do that. I mean, you shouldn't. Silently, I let the door close as I fixed a hard gaze on her. See, the curfew isn't our doing. It's just, you shouldn't go out around midnight. We have some extra guests. Extra guests, she says. Oh. I raised a brow. How do you mean? There was a murder here several years ago. A girl was killed and dumped into the lake just beyond the trees. 
sometimes she comes around in the middle of the night. Like she's trying to find the family she was staying with. She must think anyone she sees in the sees is the person she's looking for. She'll drag you back to the lake with her. I let out a disbelieving chuckle, one which was ignored as she continued on. You probably saw the poor thing. She's pale, like a ghost. Her, her face is mangled and torn apart. I turned once more to leave, feeling there was a good chance I was the butt of some sort of joke. Then her words caused me to freeze in my tracks. She was left with one swollen, blood-filled eye. You're full of it. I walked halfway to the desk and stopped. What is this, some sort of murder mystery hotel? A paranormal experience fun night? Your website listing really should have mentioned that. See for yourself. The clerk gestured to the shelf to the photos that resided there. Regarding the strange woman with a sideways glance, I went to the shelf and pulled down one of the pictures. It showed a hunter posted with the corpse of a large duck. Buck. Oh, Buck. That's <laughs> my duck. Yeah, that's my duck. A large duck. I don't know. I just like the cursor was there. That's okay. <laughs> a large buck. <laughs> what? Did the deer do it? I snapped. Before the clerk could respond, I spotted an abnormality. I could see typewritten words barely visible in the photo, reversed as if the other side carried the message. Less than carefully, I separated the frame and snatched out the picture. The photo had been clipped from a newspaper and was of no real importance. The article attached to it was the actual memento. Fourth murder at local motel. Hell yeah. The headline gave me a start. <laughs> the words that followed did nothing to settle my nerves. The further I read into the article, the less I was sure of this, my skepticism. Community leaders are at a loss to explain the yearly killings that are play that are taking place at the State Inn on Elk Road. Police have no comment at this time, though they admitted to believing the fourth killers are in some way related. I looked to the other photos, then back to the clerk. Yes, she said quietly, anticipating my question. They're all clippings. There were 10 murders over 10 years. All young women massacred and hidden somewhere in the area. Their faces. I started, finding no words to complete the thought. No, she shook her head sadly as I set the clipping and its frame back on the shelf. No, not all of them. Galt strangled one of them with her pantyhose. Another girl, he, he cut her into pieces. Galt? Yes, Victor Galt. The police killed him in a shootout just outside. He had holes drilled in the wall so he could look for victims. It's why we can't keep the weather out. Oh, it's why the rooms are moist. Yeah, because it was I like told holes. you. He had drilled holes. That's yeah. why the moisture goes through. Mm -hmm. He drilled them holes to get to it moist. To ask your question. Well, surely you can't just patch that up unless he keeps making them. The clerk swallowed hard and nodded. He does. She drew a heavy breath inside. For the briefest moment, I caught her checking the doorway as if she was expecting Galt to respond to his name being spoken. It's funny, she added with a bitter smile. They never realized there was always a murder days after Galt was called to fix a television.
There you go. There you go. He's the TV guy. Oh my gosh. I slept in my car for the rest of that night. Of hey. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Smart Say, decisions. Yeah, really. This guy. He's on top. He's on he's on another level. I gathered my things and drove into the city before I let myself fall asleep. I'm sure anyone who passed by thought I was crazy, but by that point I felt safer amid the hobos and drug dealers than I did at the stay in. You always got eyes on you then. <laughs> It wasn't just because of the red-eyed girl or even the presence that had reverse-viewed reverse me through the TV screen. Granted, they were no small part of my decision to leave. However, the final straw was a detail the clerk had told me and what I noticed soon after. Another girl, she said. He cut her into pieces. It wasn't until I thought it over that I realized what was wrong. It was her high heels and the bare calves I could see just above. They were slightly off to her side. So even the clerk uh -huh. is a ghost. <laughs> even a the clerk is a ghost. Ghost hotel. <laughs> ghost hotel. Come on down and stay at our ghost hotel. Is the hotel isn't even there. Ghost hotel. Doesn't even exist. Oh my goodness. Um. So, how much money would it take for you to stay at Ghost absolutely, Hotel? Absolutely. I absolutely <laughs> fucking not. Like, absolutely <laughs> fucking not. <laughs> Afternoon groom, how much money to stay at Ghost Hotel? Oh, I'm not staying there. <laughs> <laughs> Both of you are rational human beings. Yeah, this, this reminds not. This reminds me of, a, uh, of another one of these kind of stories. Well, yeah, I mean, the red eye twist mm -hmm. is from a different story that mm -hmm. is very popular. Mm -hmm. Uh just you know the the guy who stays at the hotel at night and he looks out you know he hears something out in the hall at three o'clock in the morning and mm -hmm. he looks outside and all he sees is red and then the next morning mm -hmm. he finds out like oh well you know you know, you know someone was murdered here and you mm -hmm. know it's it said that he had big red eyes you know that that type of thing mm -hmm. yeah. so it's you know mm -hmm. there are tropes here mm -hmm. no, however we touched on to analog horror mm -hmm. and for that i am a psychic yeah, mastermind. I feel like I feel like a lot of things, even with the D and D campaign. I knew, I knew psychic, the, I knew the moist mastermind. Stuff. The moist, the moist hotel played a role. It did actually. You gotta You're be right. moist. You also called the moist. the moist. The moist. All right, I'm going to read a story up next. Okay. Called Stranger Day. Oh, oh my god, oh, wait, that was, was that the it? shirt I was wearing. Like, oh today. yeah, you were wearing. <laughs> was that it? That said, uh, that's it. Don't that's talk. Don't talk to strangers. Yeah, don't talk to strangers. Yeah. Stranger uh, Danger. Wait, how's um, the story in then? It's just over. That's over. That's it. Oh, okay. With the revelation that the clerk is he awesome. left because he realized the clerk is also a ghost. Yeah. Oh. Mm -hmm. That's why he slept in his car. The yeah. He didn't feel safe anymore. You ever hear the story of the guy? He's like, he's in the hotel, and um. He's trying to sleep. He's got something going on. Uh, there's like uh, a problem. Like they're having like a like there's a fire drill kind of going on. So he like the the it's going off. So he kind of like calls the front desk and there's a problem, and he's trying to yeah she's shaking. I don't know why. And uh, there uh he's call he's calling the front desk. They're like yeah there's like sorry it's just like there's like. They're just doing a routine check. There, something's going on with the alarms. Um, he he stays in the bed and he can't really fall asleep. Long story short, he he looks over to the closet, and the closet door shuts. He sees a man's face and it shuts. And then he like he fucking leaves the room. There's a man in the fucking closet. They were looking for the guy. They were looking I remember for the they guy. Were looking for the guy. Do you remember that story? No. 
No, but they that's, get a that's phone call and tell creepy. them to leave the room because they were looking for somebody and they're it's it's that's why the alarm is going off. That's fucking yeah. Creepy. I've heard that one before. Yeah, yeah that that's like, terrifying. That's a good one. That's a good one. All right. Now that's some stranger danger. That right, is some right stranger. That you, is what you just described was some stranger danger. Yes. Maybe maybe it's gonna be the story I read right now. Who oh, knows? that'd be crazy. Wouldn't there's, that be there's three silly? stories. There are three stories. Okay. If you have one of your old yearbooks nearby, take it out. Don't open it yet. Keep it close by. Then read on. I look back on my years in elementary school quite fondly. I was a young retard. Rather, I did until recently. I think that was the last time I was truly happy, when the idea of a new toy or an upcoming cartoon special was enough to look forward to in life. Fuck yeah, Toonami. It still is. Toonami at 3 p.m. when I was in third grade. Fucking Naruto. I was a typical kid, though I leaned a bit more toward being an artsy outsider, a.k.a. gay. In other words, you would have found me doodling more often than making friends. I don't want to say I was unpopular or picked on, just that I wasn't very interested in interacting with other children. This actually is a description of me when I was younger. I do, however, remember one of the most popular kids in class, David Urso. I remember him now. David could be a bit of a bully, though he was shorter than any other kid in class. His parents were abusive, though. I didn't understand that at the time, and he took it out on all the easily intimidated students. The one time he tried to pick on me, I wasn't having any of it. Maybe I'd read a few too many comics, or I'd seen too many after-school specials, but I was firmly convinced that you could simply stand up to bullies, and that would be that. David had decided that it would be fun to punch the back of my head as we sat on the school bus one afternoon. The driver had left, and chaos had reigned. Almost as quickly as his fist found my skull, I stood up, turned around, and hauled him into the aisle by his shirt. Do that again, I screamed, and I'll punch your nose through the back of your head. That is the best fucking Yes, So intimidating. Yes, really. Mm. I'm not really proud of that he reaction. Just, he just bitch slaps him. He <laughs> says, he's... Keep my wife's name <laughs> out, out of your, your fucking mouth. mouth. I'm not really proud of that reaction, mostly because it was less about standing up for myself and more like I immediately went psycho on him. Perfect. If I had remembered that embarrassing incident throughout my life, I might have made different choices. I can't count how many times I've flipped out on somebody because they were being a bit nasty. So, why didn't I remember that until now? I'm moving into an old, in a new apartment soon, and in the process I came across my old yearbooks. On a whim, I sat down and took a trip through memory lane. There was David Urso, hair slicked, smiling, wearing his best jean jacket. Oh yeah, I muttered to myself. Holy shit, it's asshole Urso. <laughs> the memories came flooding back. The time he put someone's art project under their own school chair so it tore when they sat down. The time he held a girl's face under the water fountain and shouted, I'm peeing on you, wow. R. Kelly. Whatever happened to him, <laughs> I wondered aloud. That's like, that's like zero to a hundred. <laughs> He's just, that's over the line, man. Whatever happened to him, I wondered aloud, and then something else came back to me. 
It was a day like any other in Mrs. Watts' class. Boredom and depression as a teacher who had been beaten down by life droned on and on about facts none of us would remember by the bell's ring. Then, something special. Well, I told you last week that we'd have a guest today, Miss Watts reminded us. I'm going to pass your Stranger Danger reports back to you now. Wow. We'd written out a few paragraphs of how we'd react to a stranger propositioning us in various ways, and I'm sure all of us had completely forgotten we did it. The wrinkled line pages were handed back, and I read my report as if it were new to me. If a stranger offered me candy, I'd written, I would tell him to eat it instead. Perfect. A reasonable option, I suppose. That's a new one I've Once heard. Once we eat <laughs> your own you fucking eat candy. Eat your own candy. Did you like candy? Yeah. Why don't you fucking eat it? <laughs> you <laughs> cunt. You piece of shit. <laughs> Once we'd all have a chance to review our own materials, Mrs. Watts opened the classroom door and let someone in. A lithe, tall man in fur, full purple bodysuit came prancing into the room like some sort of foppish cartoon villain or a bad guy from Five Nights at Freddy's. The suit covered his legs, his arms, even his head, with no discernible seams in the stretchy, shimmering cloth. Perhaps a bit odder, the man wore a ridiculous plastica Dracula cape around his neck, along with cheap-looking vinyl top hat. His hands were covered in soft-looking black gloves, while his feet wore strange black impish shoes that reminded me of Peter Pan's classic footwear. This is Mr. Stranger Danger, Mrs. Watts announced in a mockingly worried tone. We'd never heard of her fake interest before, and that was the most disturbing factor of all. Mr. Stranger Danger, the purple man, hunched forward and wiggled his fingers as he surveyed the class. The purple as if man. He were a starving old-timey hobo looking through the window of a butcher shop. Not only is this kid a destroyer of bullies, but he's also racist. Oh, ho, ho, who wants to go? He sang in a high yet rough voice. Well, we all laughed at the sight. Mrs. Watts might as well hire a clown. Oh, ho, ho, Mr. Stranger Danger repeated as he started to move between the desks. He brushed a hand against one child's hair and tugged at the sleeve of another. All the while, he remained hunched, fingers waggling, purple hooded non-face, turning from one kid to another. What's that fucking 80s movie where the, the guy has the fucking balloons and lollipops and then he has them come in and then it's a fucking cage? Oh, you're talking the the child napper from yes. uh, Shitty Chitty Red y- Bang Yes, Bang. that's, yeah, that's yeah. fucking it. Yeah, dude. Yeah. It's a nightmare. <laughs> Mr. Stranger Danger is someone you don't know, Mrs. Watts helpfully interjected. He's not a policeman. He's not your mom or dad or any of their trusted friends. A stranger is someone you shouldn't trust. Oh, the odd stretchy man interrupted Mrs. Watts at the end of her sentence. I have a song and it isn't very long. I'll ask you a question and you mustn't answer wrong. (laughs) He was at the back of the classroom now and we all had to twist around to watch his antics. A poster of the human body hung on the back wall showing a cross section of crudely drawn organs and skeleton. Mr. Stranger Danger focused on the poster for a moment, almost as if he'd forgotten us. Slowly, deliberately, he ran a single leathery finger down the boy's ankle and up its calf. He walked two fingers up its thigh and stopped just shy of a scandal. His finger retracted with a quiver. Oh, ho, ho. He turned back to us and approached a boy in a yellow shirt. What do you know? Well, let's see. You'd better be right, or you're coming with me. 
Remember what you wrote, children, Mrs. Watts nodded. Mr. Stranger Danger put his hands on the yellow shirt boy's shoulders and rubbed them a bit. I feel like frowns should be reading Yes, this. he definitely needs to be reading Puppies, that. kittens, mice, and birds, I'll coax you with my friendly words. I've lost my doggie. Where could he be? We'll look for him. Come search with me. Seems like a reasonable uh, answer. <laughs> You're dead! <laughs> the boy in the yellow shirt seemed to turn a bit red, and he clearly didn't like being the first one on the spot. Uh, sure, but only real quick, he responded. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> the purple man hauled the yellow boy up by his shoulders. The kid barely got to his feet as his chair screeched out from under him. Well, damn. Oh, oh, you've made a mistake. Now I'm afraid you're mine to take. Mr. Stranger Danger crowed. The boy in the yellow shirt hung his head as Mr. Stranger Danger walked him out of the classroom. <laughs> the rest of us whispered and laughed to ourselves until Mrs. Watts cracked a ruler on her desk. Within moments, the odd man was back. He stopped at the head of the class and stroked his chin. After thrusting a digit into the air, <laughs> as if he'd had an, an idea, Mr. Stranger Danger shimmied over to a little girl with a ponytail and glasses. Mm. Mr. Stranger Danger held the girl's hand as she looked down in shock. Then he slid his hand up her arm and held her shoulders, fingers beneath cloth. Your mommy sent me. I swear it's true. She's hurt and wants to be with you. She's in the hospital, hurt, in bed. Come quick, come quick. She may be dead. What? The little girl squeaked, her brow furrowing. She clearly didn't understand the game. Mom? My, my mommy? Really? Oh, ho, ho. You've made a mistake. Now I'm afraid you're mine to take. She didn't say she'd go with him. I mean, kind of. <laughs> Mr. You know, it's, it's enough. She's still you know, talking to him. It's still it, talking to him. It's not like it's not like some me too shit like left open to suggestion. All right, afternoon groom, you know her standing up and asking and saying "mommy" out loud is enough. That's a green light. That's good to go. <laughs> hey, you say. Hey, you say so. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Stranger Danger excitedly whipped his head left and right, moving so fast you'd expect it to fly off. He pulled the little girl up by her shoulders and dragged her across her desk before her feet awkwardly met the floor. Seeing this, Mrs. Watts stood from her desk and looked to the girl's fearful, fearful expression. As if sensing the growing concern behind him, Mr. Stranger Danger belted out another rhyme. Relax, recline, I swear she's fine. She'll love this game of mine. Good, okay, do as I say. I only want to play. <laughs> Mrs. Watts Sorry, seated herself again, though... A look of skepticism was now slowly overtaking her haggard face. The rest of us exchanged self-satisfied glances as Mr. Stranger Danger led the girl out of the room and into the hall. There, she would join the yellow shirt boy in his failure. I hope he comes to me, whispered a kid next to me. Wow. A fucking freak. Yeah, really. I know what to say, and I'd never go near a stupid stranger. Oh, I know oh, what okay. to say. Fuck off. Yeah. I, 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 I got it. I know what to say to him. Again, within seconds, Mr. Stranger Danger popped back into the room. There was a certain spring in his step now that seemed to go with him getting his way. In the anticipo anticipatory silence, a quiet, half-whispered comment rose from the back of the room. Fruit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fucking poof. Called call him poof. a puffter. Some of the kids gasped, but the sound hadn't reached 
hadn't seemed to reach Mrs. Watts' ears, the unmistakable sound uh-huh. of David Urso's mocking voice. The comment was not lost, however, to the strange guest who had come to visit. He cocked his head to the side with a snap, then very slowly raised one hand to his ear, as if cuffing it to hear better. I looked back to see Urso frozen in his seat. He knew now that he'd be in trouble with the adults. Mr. Stranger Danger did a weird sort of jiggling swim motion (laughs) through all the rows of children. He moved quickly, wiggled back and forth like mad, yet he still seemed to cross the room in slow motion. He stopped at David and began stroking the boy's hair, mussing Uh. it up. (sighs) Candies, suckers, sticky sweets, chewing gum and tasty eats. I have a bag or two, you see, and you can try it all for free. Silently, I cursed my rotten luck. David got the question I had been ready for, and now I would get to stun the class with my genius. You eat it! I love that line. (laughs) Seeing that, my chance was gone. I instead focused on hoping David Urso would botch the answer. Instead, he was silent. No good answer. No bad one. It's rude to sit there, cold and still. Mr. Stranger Danger roughed David's hair a bit harder, making his head wobble. Answer, please, if you will. I don't want to play this, (laughs) David muttered, his eyes wide and staring forward. He suddenly gone pale. Everyone, every child, began singing along with Mr. Stranger Danger. Oh, ho, ho, you've made a mistake. Now I'm afraid you're mine to take. The man grabbed a handful of David's hair and yanked him up from the chair, causing the boy to let out an ear-splitting shriek of pain. Hey! Miss Watts stood again as Mr. Stranger Danger dragged David across the room by his hair, strands shredding out of his clutched purple fist as the boy kicked and screamed. Mrs. Watts moved towards the classroom door, almost as if she was about to get between the man and the exit. Get away from the door, Mr. Stranger Danger growled, not losing a step. You fucking whore. (laughs) Every child erupted in a mixture of shocked gasps and riotous laughter. (laughs) Miss Watts tried in vain to quiet us all down at first, and then she turned away as David Urso dragged shoes disappeared into the hallway. The laughter slowly quieted down as the teacher stood in the doorway like a statue. She stared out into the hall and remained motionless until the noise dwindled and we all fell silent. Jesus, there's nobody, no. Mrs. Watts finally spoke meekly as she retrieved a single lost shoe from the threshold. We heard the sounds of footsteps approaching the classroom. Hey, kids, called a jolly, booming voice as a man with a bushy beard and black sunglasses came into the room with long strides. Sorry I'm late. The man stood before the class as Mrs. Watts just stared at him, her hand over her mouth. On the man's chest was a simple name tag reading, Mr. Stranger Danger. You can open up the yearbook now. I'm not sure if it'll work for everyone. I'm not sure even for myself if I'm remembering everything. But after school let out that day, I didn't recall the purple man or any of these events surrounding him. I didn't even recall David Urso, and no one else seems to either. And when I found him in my yearbook, hair slicked, jean jacket on, he was in the background of the playground photo. There was no graduation picture, no signature. It was as if 
He never actually existed. And if I hadn't spotted his random appearance in that one shot, he'd still be gone from my mind. Look through your books. Look for kids you don't recognize and see if you can remember them. Look for kids who never made it to the next grade. Mr. Stranger Danger, you want some fun? Choke on the barrel of my gun. <laughs> <laughs> Great, that was perfect. Love that. Love that. That's fantastic. That was fantastic. So the biggest uh, mistake. Uh, uh, so the biggest mistake I feel like these kids made, like when I was a kid and they told you not to talk to strangers, they meant don't talk to strangers. Like you're not supposed yeah. to talk to them at all. And like just because they answered him, they like automatically got taken. It's funny because it's like, I, I had a feeling that was the direction it was going in. Yeah. Where it's like, yeah, it's uh, it's not fucking real, you know? It's, mm -hmm. it's He's not somebody there to test them, he's there to take them. I always like that twist. Yeah. I like the twist mm -hmm. when someone, someone just completely subverts the expectations of everyone else who's mm -hmm. acting like it's supposed to be happening. I had a feeling that's you know? what was happening when he took the guy I out really of the didn't. Hall. I really didn't. I didn't see that one coming this time. I don't know. It's It's been a while since that twist was, like, used, you know? That's a very, like, Joker thing to do. Oh, yeah. You know? Definitely. He's dressed like the old Joker, <laughs> kind of. Purple, purple spandex suit. Yeah. Black cape, black gloves, Close. black top hat. Yeah. Close. You know, very Red Hood-ish. Yeah. Um, one, one more story. Do you want me to read this one? <coughs> I really like the title for this next one. Mm -hmm. The um, Field Outback. That, the that... Field Outback. Like, like mm -hmm. I had said it earlier, like the cornfield thing. Mm -hmm. like, so I've that had actually a... was like a, a fear of mine as a kid, you know. Like... When I was younger, um, <laughs> I had a field in my backyard, mm -hmm. but now it's sadly gone because they to they put in a development. Mm. Yeah. So I hate it. Yeah, fair. I, I want to burn it down. Don't, but you, For me, don't it was the woods. Down. I could see it from my bedroom. Same, like we had the sliding the glass doors and it the scared back, me as a kid too. Back, yeah. at night. It had the me. field, had the woods, the fireflies. I wish I, had, I wish I had the field. I had the woods growing up. I had like half and half. Oops, sorry. Yeah, the woods. The woods later on too. Even as I went into adulthood, just always dealing with the woods. I I drive through farm country to go pretty much anywhere, but it was woods I dealt with for most of my life. Um, there's something ominous about like a perfectly empty field mm -hmm. when you're feeling spooked. Yeah. And I don't know in like what way whether I'm thinking of like aliens or mm -hmm. something, but like. There is something kind of yeah, there is creepy so, about it. So yeah. when I was a kid, I think it was either I think it was my mom, my or uh, my my pretty sure it was my mom. My mom and I were walking through the field at night in the winter time or close to the summer, and we were going down to the pond, but the field's big and and at night it gets like pretty dark sometimes, except for like the light shining all the way across from the other school, um, and I'm pretty sure. When we were walking, there was somebody laying in the center of the field. Hmm. Yeah. Like dead. No, just just like this, like in their hoodie, looking up at the stars. Oh, okay. And, I, and I'm thinking, mm -hmm. but like that's the thing. Maybe they're like, tripping face, just trying to yeah. you know become one with the Living cosmos. Living their life. I, I was wondering if it was the girl down the down the block who who's now in the Marines. But it's funny because it's it's like it stuck out of my mind, and I'm just yeah. like, I I never I never realized if they were there or not. Could have been weird under different circumstances, though. Oh, for sure. Are you going to try giving this one a read? Yeah. The field out <laughs> back. 
Too spoopy. Seven. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I miss the old days when the kids could roam the world, same, of their neighborhood without parents worrying about someone snapping them up. Then again, I guess there was always an element of danger regardless of the era. You know, it's actually funny how much you can get over as a kid. You forget things. Terrible, weird, and otherwise scary, scarring, and otherwise scarring things that you just kind of put out of your mind one day. It's not a purposeful thing. It just happens. You break a bone one day, and then next you get a puppy. Broken arm? What broken arm? It can be absolutely chilling when those memories come back, by the way. You'll be perfectly fine and happy working or watching television, and then it'll hit you again. Boom! <laughs> <laughs> Sound effects. <laughs> I know, I'm sorry, Beta. You remember that freakish event and suddenly you're eight years old again. In a split second, your bank account, <laughs> it goes to zero. No, your, your job status, for what you've worked for. They all mean shit because something terrible came back and you're a vulnerable child once more. For me, that memory is the field out back. The kids on my street used that phrase so often and with such excitement that it almost became a single word of us. Let's go to the field out back. Want to play army in the field out back? There was a dog in the field out back. That field, to this day, I have no idea who owned it. Developers who never touched it, I guess. This is, wow, this is really... It, <laughs> this sounds, is like it, it literally sounds like it True literally... Yeah. It was an... Exp oh, wow. How ironic. How, how serendipitous this lines up, right? It was an, expans uh, an expansive, flat span of reddish-brown earth and a waving sea of overgrown weeds. When the milkweed went to sea out there, it was like Christmas snow. There was a creek that ran through the field. This is like really close to home, wow. And a small hill on the other side. What the fuck? This is- <laughs> Isn't this based off of your yeah. house? Far away from the houses. I can't count how many times we'd all searched for crayfish in the creek, same. How many times <laughs> we fell in or pushed others, each other. And that hill was always so perfect to sledding. This is fucking scary accurate. <laughs> the field out back was more of a home to us than anywhere else. The thing that keeps coming back to me, it happened on it happened on one of those normal days when I was aimless wandering that utopia with a friend named Frankie Butler. Hey, I'm Frankie Butler. I'm, Frank I'm walking I'm in here. I'm Frankie in here. I love that, I love that podcast. What's it called? I'm Spaghetti, Spaghetti Meatballs. Meatballs. <laughs> She's going to hate us. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, though. He wasn't my best friend and wasn't even my own age. I could easily remember when he had been born, mostly because his mom breastfed in front of me once, and I was terrified. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that can be traumatizing. I didn't really think much of it, but looking back, I suppose I was more of a free babysitter than a friend. Neither of us knew that, of course. During this outing, we decided to jump the creek at its narrowest point. I was Aquaman, and he, and what I regarded as childish even then, 
was do any do everything, man. Do everything. Do everything, man. I am do everything, man. He jumped back and easily cleared the water. Then it was my turn. And maybe before I was older, heavier, my foot stuck in the mud. I pulled at my foot, more annoyed than scared, only to find that my shoe was completely enveloped in the mire and couldn't come loose. And wouldn't come loose. You're stuck, Frankie shouted in horror. I'll go get my mom. I shook my head and protested because I was clearly fine. But it didn't matter. Frankie was off like a shot and halfway home as I was still calling out that I didn't need help. It was time for Do Everything Man to save the day. <laughs> With a groan and a few choice words, I pulled my foot free of the shoe and stood in the mud with the one pristine white sock quickly turning brown. Reaching down with my hands, I eventually worked the abandoned sh shoe out of the offended matter and shook it off. The thing was all but ruined. Mud everywhere. Outside, inside, through the eyes, and whatever you call the l loose holes. The lace holes, sorry. I made the slow, up-down journey. Home that once experienced when wearing one soul. Psst. Oh no. Psst. Come, a voice from the weeds. The overgrowth was between waist and chest high. Varying wherever, different weeds had begun taking over small sections of the land. My friends and I would often stray off the path our feet had beaten through the bush, the brush in order to play hide-and-seek or to find interesting creatures, but this was not immediately different. I know Frankie and I had been the only ones there. Funny thing, this was actually the first time I could remember being alone out there. I think we'd all stayed in groups before then, just because it was more fun that way. Psst! Hey! What? In here. Why? You'll see. Confused, disturbed, but curious. I feel and filled with what I assumed to be bravery. I pushed back in the greenery and followed the sound. After a few steps, I found a rotten, bug-eating fence post that had all but fallen over. A few strands of wire still clutched the post, led down into the soil. Ow! As I passed the post, a spur of barbed wire caught between my sock-clad toes. Soon after, red began to commingle with the with the dirt brown stain. Sorry, I should have told you about that. Who are you? Where are you? Keep coming. You'll see. I have to go, actually. I'm playing with somebody. Please? I need help. Why? You'll see. The voice was insistent, but pleasant. I had no reason to believe this wasn't somebody who needed my immediate assistance. The voice wasn't creepy or threatening or even angry. That I kept hesitating and asking questions. It was just there. After a few moments, I came to a small clearing. Uh, on the opposite side of the strange, dead brown area, I could see more fence posts with rusted and haphazardous wire. In the center of this spot was a small brown burlap sack 
the sack was tied to the neck at the neck and I could see there was something inside due to its lumpy nature a set of small shoe prints which like my own led straight to it finally the voice sounded relieved I laughed what the what the heck kid someone put me in here who someone bad let me out untie the sack I approached and as I did the bag started to move the lumpy form inside wiggled in anticipation and seemed to pitch and heave as it breathing faster and faster my hand froze about an inch from the dirt wet knot why'd you stop I don't know I'm sorry well let's go I withdrew my hand how did you how did you know I stopped the sack ceased moving entirely and laid motionless as if in thought come on let me out don't be mean I can't breathe I think I'm dying because I'm inside of this sack <laughs> the sack the sack I took a step back and looked around for a sign of an adult I would have settled for Frankie just coming back alone I should get someone I finally choked my mouth dry no the sack shimmered across slowly across the ground all the way up to my feet no please come on do it now I'll give you some of my transformers <laughs> huh I have a lot of transformers and Voltrons my mom and dad are rich and I have every toy I have all the toys and some of them I have two come on let me out of here and you can pick some no off limits that set off all sorts of alarms for me I don't know why but I like to think it's because I had been warned against strangers offering gifts. Stranger danger. Yeah. Stranger danger. Obviously. I might be giving myself too much credit, however, as it was probably just a very strong gut feeling that something was wrong. I once again inched away from the rough, stained object. I don't think I should. I have to go. No. Came the responding whine. I turned to run. As I did, I caught a glimpse of the sack itself turning upright as if standing to its feet. I bolted to the weeds, looking back over my shoulder to see it toddling on its end, bound neck flopping back and forth atop its dwarf-like form. I think it's what comes back to me most often, that shrill, childlike scream of outrage. To this, to, to this day, it still makes me feel deep in my heart like I did something cruel. The sack didn't follow me. I don't know if it stopped at the path or the old fence. I didn't look back again after that and ran all the way home, muddy shoe in my hand. That shoe, I didn't know this is going to surprise you but after all that my major concern was that my mom not see yeah uh if you ever if you ever got your sh your brand new fucking chucks dirtied up on the first day mom of owning them your mom's gonna <laughs> fucking pull out the slotted spoon and take it to your butt cheeks i think i'd kick my own ass <laughs> <laughs> i don't want my converse ruined. yeah can you imagine if it was white too oh, oh fuck i actually ran the thing under the the backyard hose got all the mud out with a slick and 
leaves. On well, they stick, stick in leaves. <laughs> Sorry. And then I went inside uh, indoors to safety. Kids, it's amazing what you can get over, what you can put behind you the minute something else important comes to mind. She never noticed, by the way. The shoe dried out and I got rid of the socks, both, just to be sure. In fact, there was only one problem I, off I hadn't foreseen, and it had nothing to do with anything I had, got, had, had done. Get this. I was already playing Nintendo when Mom came in and told me what was wrong. You just came from the field out back, didn't you? Huh. Why? Well, Frankie's mom and I were just wondering if you knew when he's coming home. Frankie never met at home. And then Frankie yeah. Frankie actually might have been inside, inside that sack. sack. Well, no, because he would have known, because he said my no, parents are like, rich. but like... Frankie might have been, like, consumed by whatever was inside that So, sack. like, kind of you know like, uh, like, Odd Kids? Yeah. Yeah, like, like you know, I got that You know vibe. how, like... It's like a bag of wonder. Of wonder. So, it was, it was, it was a trap, obviously. Mm -hmm. But Frankie fell for it, where this yeah. kid was a little bit older, had a little bit more wherewithal, and said, mm -hmm. fuck that, and, mm -hmm. and pretty much bailed. Mm -hmm. um, the sack needs you to respond to it and be willing to... Open to it, yeah. With it, yeah. Yeah, and it's just it a bag with teeth. Fucking <laughs> eats you. Yeah, like bag a hungry burger. Like the hungry burger that you fucking yeah. use. <laughs> card, yeah. With a magical sack that I have. And there you go, hungry burger. Hungry always burger comes sack. back to hungry burger. My sack is always hungry. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Oh, <laughs> uh, so um, brief brief closure. Just because we have plans, we got to get to. Mm -hmm. Um. Out of the three stories, what do you think? Which one was the best? I, I did, I I did like, like the last one. Yeah, I kind of liked the last one. Is it because it leaves so much open to the imagination? It, it that just it doesn't, it hits, that it doesn't really go any... Or does it hit all the right nostalgia feel, feels? It hits yeah, me, I think, in my childhood, mostly, because, mm -hmm. like... It, it's weird. It, like Weird things happen to me in my field. I remember... I remember one day walking my dog. My cousin told me a story of how, like, up where we are on, on this road called Snake Road, like way up on the mountain, that there's like these inbreds. Like there's a, uh, that's, a that's folklore. A, that's a PA thing too. A yeah. PA yeah. thing, yeah. yeah. And it's like there's like, you know, inbreds the up road, there. The road is called Columbus Columbus Street. And they, and they block it. They block it and they'll, yeah. they'll throw shit at you or something. I think everyone has a, every state has a, yeah. has a uh, be afraid of inbreds story that spreads around the youth. That's the thing though. It's like, I remember walking my pug. This is years ago. The pug was alive. And I remember seeing a man at the very bottom of a hill. And, he uh -huh. went, and there was a cloak. And he bore a cloak mm -hmm. and yeah. a strange dagger. See, it reminds me of, like, these dreams I would have as a kid. Like, I'd have these, like, nightmares of being in, like, a creepy-ass field like that. And there'd be, like, creatures and stuff. Like, and something like a monstrous sack would yeah, be something so that I would have a dream of, like, my, something my normal enough for you to think of in your dreams. Yeah. But abnormal enough to freak you the fuck out. Oh, yeah, for sure. Too. For sure. Yeah, burlap has that fucking... It's creepy sometimes. It has that, it has that fucking feeling. Just you know? the way they say said burlap sack it's like creepy it, it, it's it's funny because it plays like a parallel like an opposite to santa's santa claus like oh, sure. gre like you know like he's 
offering. He has this, this sack of joy. You know what I mean? Then, like, you think the opposite. I was to say his his is made of like velvet. Yeah, or, like red or like, satin. You know, like it's velvet color. Yeah, it's, like, this, it's this beautiful, nice you know, color. You know, but we're talking color. we're talking like murderers used to like chop people up yeah. and throw them in, yeah. in, a, in a dirty sack, sack. And, and you toss them into the river. Krampus. You know. Yeah. yeah, and it's yeah. it's like it's the polar opposite. You know what I mean? The sack eats Quite you. literally, sack eats you. And um, I don't know. I like the first one a lot because I do love those analog horror vibes. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I do like the kind of play on old school, you know, scary stories. And the twist was fun. I also really like the Stranger Danger one because it mm-hmm. it has a um, the kind of practical like horror aspect of it is like yeah if you go back into your yearbook now and look you probably will realize that like I did that yeah some kids are missing or some kids are like dead and you're you're like you like look into them and you're like oh fuck they died like that's Mm kind of sad Mm -hmm. you know there's a real world practicality to that but I agree there's something there is something uh, ambiguously scary about that last one yeah what was the sack what was in the sack was what was it yeah you know I would love mm-hmm. to, well, obviously not now, but, like, if we have time later, I would love to pull up, a, it, it, it's a really short one, yeah. it's, it's called, I think it's called The Red Crayon. The Red Crayon. And I'd love, I'd love if we could do that, like, a re- we'll save it for the next episode. Yeah, yeah. save it for the next yeah. one, save it. Red we'll... Crayon, you're bringing Red Crayon to the I, table. I think, yeah. I don't know, because it was a YouTube video. And I'll read, I'll read that story about that, that little fucking baby in the purple crayon. Which isn't a scary story at all. Oh. <laughs> Was it a joke? That was a joke. Oh. <laughs> you don't know that story? It's like Greg and the Purple Crayon or something. It's, mm-hmm. it's, that, it's that fucking popular children's book. Uh, but, uh, you know, a little baby in the blue onesie with the purple crayon. I, I'm uh, not familiar with that. I, I, it's, you, uh, you'd get it if I, you saw the picture. Oh, okay. It's, it's pretty Not synonymous. until you mentioned that, like, I didn't realize. It's a bad joke yeah. that's carried over. No, I, like, now it, it just, now it we've just over, Now we've it. overexplained it, and it's just awful. No, I like it, though. But anyway. It, it's nothing like a uh, joke to beat back to life. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I think we're all in agreement that that last one was pretty fucking cool. Yeah, I liked mm-hmm. it. Uh, I liked the last two one. spooky. Those were the last of two spooky stories. I don't mm-hmm. have any more of them. I thought. I thought the fact that there were three of them and there are three of us, you know, makes for a good episode. So I hope. I hope you guys had fun. Did, you, did a, you enjoy yourself? This I was, did. This I have one. I have one PSA um, to give everybody. I'm. I'm here for it. So the best way to avoid strangers is just staying in bed. And that, that is a good point. Yeah. You have a point. There. Yeah. But ultimately, too. How can you have your pudding if you don't eat your meat? Oh, my God. Uh. It's also a good point. Also good words to live by. Um, uh, we we definitely got some stranger danger going on here. We brought in a new a new person here, afternoon groom today. Uh, afternoon to, bambuna. To, to meet us with our... <laughs> Sprinkle bear. With our uh, midnight bride uh, back again, what, second episode in the in It's the my, yeah, it's my yeah. second one. We'll yeah. have you back for third, fourth, fifth, you know, and we'll get it done. Yeah, we'll get some red crayons up in here. Yeah, it's a it's a very short one, and I think it's it's going to be very enjoyable. Yeah, but well, I mean, we'll see. It, it, makes, it might it, suck ass, you know. Let's not. Uh, no, don't don't hype it. Don't hype <laughs> don't, it. Up. Don't, don't get everybody's hopes up. up. This yeah. this story is so short because now everyone's going to go read it before the episode comes out, and they're going to be like, "This sucks ass. I can't wait until they read it. it fucking sucks." <laughs> it's, it's shorter Rip than, it a, a, new than ass. a than a baby dick. 
<laughs> Shorter than a baby uh, dick. Like two minutes long. The guy reads it on YouTube. I have to figure out if I could find the. Very good. Well, we'll see. Uh, we had our we had our PSAs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I hope everyone is ready for this new season. We got some cool stuff coming up. Uh, coming up soon. Uh, we got an, another Let's Play that's going to be coming out on the YouTube. We got a we got a lot of stuff going on. So I hope I hope you're you're back and ready for it, and we'll get this shit moving. And uh, you know, as as I always say, uh, unsubscribe, kill yourself. Stay hungry, my friends. Subscribe. <laughs>